Hi, I go by the name T.Y. Welcome. Uh, yes, of course, the English football weekend for game week 12. It was just, of course, another intriguing weekend for uh, casuals and fans alike. Yeah, uh, lots of, lots of, lots of really, really big results. Lots of incredible and fantastic games. Ah, uh, Chelsea Manchester City gave us an instant classic. Yeah, you know, I was telling my homeboy, I said, uh, this, these are the kind of games that... Uh, in 2033, when my children won't begin to watch uh, Manchester City uh, against Chelsea, these are the kind of games that they will show as the classic. You know, uh, it was truly an intriguing game. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Chelsea fans uh, would be going home. Uh, as a matter of fact, they were home, so Chelsea fans will be going back into the dressing room with some sort of leverage. You know, um, they didn't win the game, you know, but of course, uh, there was a lot... Uh, of positive to take from that game if you were a Chelsea fan especially uh, Arsenal at Manchester United all had uh, wins respectively on this weekend and you know it was just as fascinating as you would imagine the biggest club in the history uh, in the country where football originated from of course that is Manchester United uh, my United uh, seem to be back to winning ways uh, back to back Premier League wins, a back-to-back Premier League clean sheets, as well as the most informed team in the league. <laughs> I know you felt like you didn't hear that correctly. I come back and take it again. Manchester United are the most informed Premier League team in the league at the moment, as it stands. And you see, it, it just sets, you know, that just sets the platform from which I want to be speaking from uh, this on this show for um, for this week. Um, over a period of time, and it felt, I feel like this is the same uh, situation that happened last season. Uh, over a period of time, you see that you see all of this backlash, and you see all of all this, um, you know, tantrums that we fans throw all the time. It just goes to summarize how big Manchester United are. And this is not banter talk. It's, it's, it is the reality. It is the truth. Uh, over the last couple of seasons, in fact, spanning into the last decade, we haven't really been uh, the best of ourselves, uh, especially for um, us that grew up at an era where Manchester United were, uh, you know, completely dominant. Uh, we have seen a shadow of the team that we, uh, you know, grew up with. But then again, it's important to know that there's been progress. And, you know, like I said, it just goes to show you that Manchester United are truly a big team. Because even last season, guys, when we were going through all of those phases, eh, I noticed that there was a pattern. Every time I tried to, you know, sit back and uh, devoid of uh, sentiment and emotions, and I tried to look at the charts and what they say, you know, you're looking at the point on paper, and the games away and the games at home, goals conceded and clean sheets kept. Every time I did that, I found out that we were not even as bad as we thought we were. In fact, we were not even as bad as, you know, rival fans have made it seem. It, the, the fact remains that we are a massive institution and everything about us would naturally be blown out of proportion. I'm telling you guys. In fact, to be honest there, when I saw that we had won four games in the last five and we currently sit, you know, at the top of the table for the most informed team in the league as at this moment, I was somewhat embarrassed. I, I come to say, why we did? Why we did? 
you know but really it's it's because of course we want our club to go back to that era where we can be sure that we can i mean you're not going to win every game it is practically impossible. Even Arsenal, where play unbeaten season for 2004, did not win every game. You know, and you, you may not even avoid losses. There's, there's almost no way that you can avoid a loss in every single game in the Premier League right now for 38 match weeks. We're not saying that we're come, we expect to play unbeaten season. What we want to see, you know, is the fight. We want to see that our players can go on the pitch and struggle for that badge it should be a privilege to don the crest of manchester united on your breast now all waiting with the talk with that and you know for the game against luton town uh prior to the game uh i was having you know a chat with um a colleague uh, a senior colleague in in, in the game and we, we're just talking about the game and all and all and he was saying that you know uh he i told him i said bro it's very typical of manchester united especially in recent seasons we're not going to go and blow past Luton, you know, especially because Luton are uh, at the point in at, at, at the point in time when uh, you know they are somewhat motivated. They are coming off the back of you know really important uh, points against a team like Liverpool, you know, as well as uh, the other point that they managed to gather in recent weeks. And so I didn't I didn't think that we we're going to just you know go and blow past the Luton Town, but I knew for a fact that you know we we're going to get the win. Uh, you know, of course, because uh, we are at Old Trafford, and of course, it is our fortress. And so, I just didn't see um, um, a situation where uh, Luton Town would have been able to get anything from that game. And yes, of course, we uh, indeed uh, won that game by one goal to nil. Uh, like I said already, back to back Premier League clean sheets and a back to back point, back to back maximum point as well. And uh, you know, um, but to delve into the tactics, uh, the lineup for first first of all for that game, uh, you know we saw a back four of Dalo, Maguire, Lindelof, and uh, Sergi Regulion, and you just start to wonder what the issue really is with uh, Rafa Varane. Uh, it's been going on like this for a couple of weeks now. Uh, you know uh, we have a culture here at uh, Clap Banton Rants. We don't like to talk about uh, you know all this all of these rumors, especially the ones that are somewhat uh, you know put the, that somewhat puts the club in a negative light. We like to wait for uh, you know things to become clearer before we speak on them and at, at this point it's getting clearer and clearer that there might be you know a little rift between Varane and uh, Eric Ten Hag he, of course you know coaches would always want to come and uh, it's important for coaches to uh, try to you know not put their players under the bus they try to defend their players you know of course like I said already in um, earlier episodes which is why um, I was surprised to say the least as to why uh, you know everything had with why it happened uh, in Sancho's case but you know uh, in the last couple of weeks we've seen cases where uh, Varane has you know had to come off the bench a number of times and it it kind of give you an idea that there's something going on there uh, and uh, whatever happens between uh you know Varane and of course uh, Eric Ten Hag we are hoping that it does not affect you know the progress that we are starting to make we're hoping that it does not affect uh you know results and our points and uh you know the tactical way of things we set up with a four you know four two three one formation of course with uh rasmus hoyland as the lone striker and sadly uh hoyland has continued with his uh goal drought in the premier league uh this is uh eight games now without the goal or assist in the premier league uh not the best sides is you know not 
what we want to see, especially because, you know, of course, he was brought in to be uh, our leading uh, striker. But of course, uh, no pressure. He's young, uh, he's driven, he's, uh, he's purpose-driven, he's motivated, he's sharp, he's fast. I mean, he has all the signs, you know, to become a top striker in the next couple of seasons. We just need to continue to back him and most importantly, feed him with balls. I feel like Bruno Fernandes has to, you know, take it upon himself and say, guy, I want to create chances for you. You know, because uh, the truth remains that uh, in in games that we've played recently, you see that it's difficult for the boy to cope because a lot of passes are not put into the box for him. You see, Rashford, uh, I beg your pardon, Rasmus is the kind of striker that has the presence in the box. He likes crosses. You know, he likes passes down his sides, the one he can just, um, you know, gently pat and have the shot at goal. But you see that a lot of time that these chances don't come as much as they would like. I feel like the club needs to, you know, have a round table and make the players understand why it is important to play around that young lad. You know, I mean, we see him scoring goals in the Champions League, yeah, match days and match days out, and you start to wonder what the difference really is. And I feel like uh, we really need to come together as a club generally and say, guy, we want to we create an average number of chances for you in every game and you will see that this guy will get back to his scoring form in the premier league you know but big shout out to all our players how they put on you know a decent performance rashford i'm calling him out especially because uh, in the last couple of recent game you know he's been the one that has given us some sort of headache the last couple of weeks uh, precisely the last two weeks I feel like it has calmed the nerves of all Manchester, of most Manchester United fans. We're starting to get the picture a lot more clearly. I mean, everything is starting to balance now. We now see that, of course, there's almost nobody that can cope with the amount of injuries that we have been coping with.